0: Hi folks, and welcome to the Heart of Money podcast where we discuss the impact that money has on every area of our lives and where you can learn to make smarter money decisions. Join in our conversation as we talk about our past experiences, discuss how to make better money management choices, and in the end, make a commitment to being weird. Hi folks, I'm your host Austin Black. This is episode number five of The Heart of Money and I'm excited to join back up with Bob to have part two of our conversation on how money works. We dig in more to the consumer attitude The fact that we are so wrapped up in what we are buying, how much we're spending for, where we're going, what we're doing, and the reality is no one cares. So here we are exposing so much energy and effort and emotion into comparing ourselves into having the latest and greatest. And we're the only ones that really get any joy or get any excitement out of that. No one else is paying attention to that. So we're going to make fun of ourselves a little bit here, or I'm going to kind of make fun of myself and talk about certain things that I've done. But in the end, though, what I really want you guys to take heart of uh, or take hold of in this conversation is the end of this conversation. Whenever we begin to talk more about how to respond to money yourself, how to have the right mindset and how to just concentrate on the good things you can do with money and and wipe everything else out of your mind, Um, because we're going to continue that conversation in weeks to come. So. Let's talk about social media, comparison, consumerism, all the things that are just honestly natural to us that we have to fight and battle every day. And then we're going to end up with how you can be thinking the right way about money, how you can approach money with the right mindset. So folks, let's jump right into my conversation with Bob.
1: So where I was going with that comment is about uh, being a consumer society is Uh, The aspect of um, more than seven out of 10, if not almost eight out of 10 people live paycheck to paycheck. So what you're seeing on Facebook, what you're seeing your next door neighbor doing, chances are more than likely they don't have that money that they're spending and they're going into debt to purchase or enjoy that item, whatever it may be um, with the time, the money that they're spending. I I think one of the things in talking about the way that money works and what we talked about, how you make the money work for you, is that if you're purchasing something on debt, you're spending more for that item than it's really worth. So you have to make that decision if that item is worth that much to you. You know, if you're buying something that's, and and it doesn't matter what it is, let's just say a $40,000 item, and the interest on it is going to end up costing you another $12,000. You know, by the time you're done with it, that $40,000 item is going to be worth $28,000 and you spent 52,000 on it. If you held it until you've paid off that, that loan, that is a lifestyle and it is a personal choice. And everybody has to come to the realization that, Not only is it their choice, but is it worth that much to them? I think we live in a society today that says they just have to have it. It doesn't matter how much it costs them. That is the it thing. It's why we now have 72 and 84 month vehicle purchases. It's why people don't worry about it, it. People don't necessarily worry about how much they're spending, but how much their payment is, you know? Yeah. It used to be that a vehicle, you had a $300 monthly payment for 36 months. Now it's a $300 monthly payment for twice that amount or twice that period of time. Um, What you're doing is you're spending a whole lot more on interest with a vehicle that's not going to be as worth as much if you get to the point that you've paid it off. Um, I, I think... As we've said, you can't be in a position to judge somebody else. You have to realize how others spend money and make the decision for yourself. Is that something you want to do? And the other aspect, you know, as we mentioned a minute ago, off offline, as we had a little cut there, uh, was that we tend to be in a society that wants what our parents have now versus being in our parents' shoes 30 years ago when they were in our shoes. and we go into the Ramsey isms of, you know, live like no one else. So you can live like no one else. Uh, once you get the concept of that means that you have to live on what you make. You have to live within your means in order to get to a position later on in life that you have more than what you have now. And you, you have money in your pocket versus money coming out of your pocket to pay for things you couldn't afford 30 years ago. Um, along the same lines, you know, you talk about I got, I got 40, a quick question item. for you there.
0: Do yeah. you think that because I mean, there's been so much change in the way our society thinks, and and you could probably even say generationally, us people younger than us, people older than us, over the years, we can't deny that there is some level of instant gratitude that we have. That said. Mm-hmm we make more money now than than our, our parents probably did at our age. We have more opportunities now than our parents did at our age. Do you think that we have been accustomed to the ability to have increased lifestyle regardless of what our parents did? And therefore, to us, it's comparable maybe to what they did at their time.
1: That is a good question. Um, the first comment I would make is we might be making more, but if you look at inflation and you know, if our parents paid 35 cents for a gallon of gas and we're paying $3 for a gallon of gas, we darn well better be making more money.
0: (laughs) No Um, kidding.
1: Yeah. I don't even know what a loaf of bread was. I just remember when I first started driving, gas was 89 cents. And, you know, mm-hmm. last year we got to where we were double that and now we're triple that again. But I think it's a progression over time that if we make more than our parents, there is the cost of, of inflation over that time. But the other aspect of it is we each make our own choices. Um, yeah, Every day we get to make our own choices on how we spend our money. The whole idea of the, and I lost my train of thought on this because it, it just rambles over in my head so many times before it slits, I get to spit it out. Um, <laughs> we get to make those choices, but then social media. Our parents yes. didn't have social media. Our parents had their friends and their neighbors to compare to. Now we get the whole stinking world to compare to or we get the people that don't know anything about money that say, Hey, buy this product or, Hey, this is where your money should go. When they don't know you, they don't care about you, but they're getting paid to tell you what to do with your money. And chances are more than likely to say
0: that that. (laughs) there's, I, so (laughs) I, I got to just mention this. I have experienced that on a, on a different level than probably what a lot of people have experienced. So, you know, you and I kind of had similar backgrounds where we we didn't spend a lot of money on stuff. I have I have a philosophy, you might say, that I refuse to buy a vehicle newer than five years. Which will not do it. I prefer that vehicle to be about seven to ten years old whenever I buy it. Right now we've got three vehicles the newest one is um, 11, one is 16, and one is 20 years old. And and I love the fact that I have been, yeah, they're older and they have repairs and everything else. All that aside, I, because I have chosen that lower in lifestyle, you might say, I will find myself, whenever we do get something new to us, it's always, I mean, nine times out of ten it's going to be used. I have to showcase my new to me item, right? I've I've got to showcase Mm -hmm. the trailer or the horse or the cows or the truck or whatever it is, because not that I want to compare myself, but I do want to show off what I got. And I kind of want to show off the good deal I got on it or why I didn't Mm -hmm. go get something new. So to your point there, I kind of take that different angle on social media of, there is some level of comparison. There's some level of showing off, um, but how do you do it? And I'm I'm the weirdo that likes to show off how much I didn't spend. <laughs> yeah, but there's 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 still well, some element of of comparing yourself to other people and what you do and don't do.
1: I I'm gonna be very blunt and say nobody cares. <laughs> they care about themselves, and, and and this is not directed at you. You're exactly right. I'm just saying. Nobody cares if you're on social media showing what you've got. The only people that care are the people are going to try to rip you off for what you've got. You know, that's why you don't talk about the vacation you're about to go on, because when you come (laughs) home, the doors are open. Yes, but nobody cares. They're too busy living their own life, spending their own money, doing their own thing to show off how good they look to other people. For other people that don't care because they're worried about their own selves. Right. So it's, it goes back to the consumer lifestyles. We're all worried about what somebody else thinks about when they don't care whatsoever, because they're worried about what somebody thinks about them. Yeah. You get wrapped up in it and it's the next shiny thing where there's another side of that, which is look at the good deal I got. Mm-hmm. But th- that's a personal gratification versus a, <laughs> a it, c- it can come off as showy, but, I think there are those that would appreciate it. I think there's that group of people that want to be frugal and go, Mm -hmm. man, you, you did good on that one. Right. But that's a small group. And those are, those are real friends versus showing off to the world, what your new shiny dingle hopper is. So, you know, (laughs) no know who does what, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) As we discussed, if hoopty was something we could actually say, <laughs> yeah, we can have a tagline. I, I, I was gonna a bumper sticker, I drive a hoopty.
0: I was gonna say something a minute ago, and, and then your rambling caught me off guard, so it probably, yeah, pop back in my head in about 10 minutes. Um, that's <laughs> oh, yeah. was, it's a good point, though. Doggone it. <laughs> <laughs> it, sounded better in my head, though. <laughs> Oh, I know what it was. So you you you, <laughs> you you know you said that you know no one cares. And the the, the uh, thought that popped in my mind was, you know, Dave's quote of we <laughs> like we 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 go to a job that we don't like to make money for a house or how does that quote go? We um gosh, we drive a car we can't afford to go to a job we don't like to make money for a house that we can't afford to impress people. We don't even like, or something down those lines. I'm messing it up. Yeah. But it's to your point of, you know, we do all this stuff to impress people that we don't even like, and they don't even care if we have it or not. It's just, it's nonsense, but you're right. That consumer mindset is I've got to have it and I got to show it. And I'm cool if I get it. And yeah. And and really it comes
1: down to, (laughs) are, are you happy? And what are you really searching for? If, if that line of thinking is true for you, you're missing something bigger. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's a whole different subject, but that, that is where you get into, again, how you use money. Um, the, The root of all evil is not money. The root of all evil is the love of money. And what it does for you and the showiness in essence. Yeah. That's where I get into the whole idea of it's a tool, <clears throat> you use it for your purposes, for your choices, not for your next door neighbors, not for that celebrity on you tweet, book, face <laughs> Instacart <laughs> thing. I was trying to enamel Graham, amel Graham, amalgamate everything i possibly could into one it's like kind of chris mahana kwanzaka or something doesn't matter <laughs> what did
0: you just say
1: <laughs> if you know anything about seinfeld you can follow that i don't know okay. much about seinfeld but i still remember chris mahana kwanzaka so i think it comes down to choices i think it comes down to what you choose as a lifestyle either what was or wasn't modeled to you. And in the end, if you're comfortable with the way you live and you're not scraping by, you're not worried about having enough money to pay, whatever. I'm not going to say that I'm always comfortable. Um, I have a surgery coming up and I didn't budget for a surgery. You know, lo and behold, I didn't think I was going to need a surgery, but Hey, I've got a bill coming. You have to prepare for those and I'm thankful that it's not going to be a gigantic burden to me that I will be able to come up with that money to pay that, that I don't end up having a medical collection. You know, maybe yeah. one of these days we'll get into the medical collection side and how oh my messed goodness. up that can be.
0: Um but I think I, that that's the I number think, one cause of bankruptcy, isn't it?
1: I I think it's up there. I think that's for bankruptcy and that's outside of the, you know, happy household type, which definitely lends itself to it. Um, But really, are you at peace with what you have? I mean, and I'm not going to be able to quote who said it, but in essence, the person that is always looking for more is always going to fall behind the person that has enough simply because the person mm. that has enough isn't looking for that next big thing. They've got what they need. They don't need more. They're content and contentment is the other side of the coin of a consumer lifestyle. Yeah. Um, it's not, to go it's along, not what marketers want you to hear.
0: Right. Oh yeah. We, we get, we're we going to have a whole episode on that. Just, just good grief. <laughs> what, what's sold and marketed. Oh, uh, I, I cannot watch TV commercials anymore. One, because I don't like watching them. Period. But two, because everything that is sold, you sh- majority of what's sold, you don't need to buy. With yeah, we're gonna have an entire episode probably just on overcoming those marketing challenges to, to go along with your your quote there. Um, and I'm I'm kind of stretching the context here, but I think it still applies. Um, you know, There's a quote from Denzel Washington. I hope I get it right. That no one who is doing or you will never be made fun of by someone who is doing more than you, but you will always be made fun of by Mm -hmm. someone who is doing less. And the reason I I think I'm kind of stretching that concept, but it still applies is whenever we look at money management and how money works, how we spend our money, you will never be criticized by someone who is managing money the right way. If you're Mm -hmm. doing it the right way. You will never be criticized by someone who is doing this is 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 at a level above you, and is you're kind of you're following them, but you will always be criticized by someone who is not doing the same things you're doing, who is not following oh, yeah. the same strategies. So that whole concept of you know, like you were saying, um, and I forget the quote that she used, but that that same idea of less isn't going to get you ahead. And doing more is not going to be fruitless. It's going to have its rewards and it's going to be powerful and positive whenever that's that's what you focus on. I think that's probably a, a good segue into next week's episode.
1: Yeah, I, I think you did a, a very good job of saying that the people, you'll be looked at as a weirdo by the people that are going out and buying those brand new things, <laughs> whatever they are. But mm-hmm. I think those that are on the same path to financial responsibility are going to encourage you or want to know what you're doing that they might be able to learn from you. That's a, that's a really cool thing about being in um, an aspect of when you have a control of your money because 20% of the population is doing it right or, at least isn't living paycheck to paycheck. People want to be more like those people because they're in a better financial situation and they really they want to know want to be how they're like doing him. it. Well, and instead of asking the right questions and aspiring to be like them, they make fun of them. And yeah. it, we have a society that somebody's stuck in the middle that really wants to be like that 20% doesn't want to be made fun of by the 80%. Yeah. Oh, and,
0: you know, that, that's kind of a, that's like a I made the comment about being a lunatic.
1: Point. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're weird. If, if you, you're weird now, I love being weird 20 years from now, yeah, 20 years from now, you're not the weird one. <laughs> um, Right. But they might be coming and asking you for a donation.
0: So So in in, in the know. free training that I have that you guys can can find at freemoneycoach.com/slash training. Sign up for it. There, I have a webinar that we talk about that exact point and why being weird is what will make you successful 20 years from now, because 78% of people live paycheck to paycheck. We don't want to do that. So yeah, I think that that's, that's a perfect way to wrap this conversation up because there is, there's a lot of mindset shifts. There's a lot of just philosophies. There's a lot of self awareness that comes into that, um, and I think that we're going to dig into that next week. What do you think, man?
1: I'm thinking you need to uh, start marketing T-shirts, bumper stickers, coffee mugs, and the like that say "I'm a weirdo" and I like
0: it. Or something. I that. just might so, do that.
1: <laughs> that's right.
0: Bob, thanks for joining to me today.
1: I just what ruined that? your exit. Look at that. I said I was trying to find the <sighs> Stephen King comment that I saw earlier today um, about wasting the time, and it goes right along with what you said. Um, and I'm trying to figure out where was it. Oh, come on. It really, it's talking about how you encourage somebody and how – how to help mm-hmm. somebody believe in themself. Um, Because in essence. You
0: can do it.
1: Yeah. The idea was that <laughs> Stephen King would never get anywhere in life because the way he wrote, he wrote horror stories. And he mm. sold them to his classmates. He made $9 one day selling copies for 25 cents a piece. But somehow this principal said he will never make it in life. I go, that's pretty darn good that you're selling its classmates 25 cents a pop. (laughs) Um, and, And there was right along with your comment of, and here it is. If you write or paint or dance or sculpt or sing, whatever you do, someone will try to make you feel lousy about it. But those are the people that are below you. Those are the people that are jealous of you. Those are the people that can't figure out how to do what you're doing. So rather than ask you and have the maturity to step up are, are going to be on the other side of that and and make fun of you. So I, I think maybe one of the things that we can take away from this, um, as we talked about how money works is other than the fact of saying, you know, it's a choice, you have to make those choices yourself. There's a whole slew of things, um, that go with that. And the big R word in responsibility, uh, is just taking away that if you do it the right way, there are always going to be those detractors, but there are also going to be those people that want to do it the way you're doing it because they see your life is different and you're better off
0: for it. Absolutely. And then you get to be a mentor to those people and you get to share the success that you experienced from someone else, and the cycle keeps going.
1: And then you sell t shirts, bumper stickers. (laughs) I'm
0: just kidding. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Fun times. Bob, thanks for being (laughs) here this week. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: You say that tongue in cheek, Uh, I'm sure. No, I'm kidding. Always a pleasure. I enjoy these. You get to let me rant. I have to say something. I sit Mike, on a soapbox. You're going to leave
0: me not be my co-host. So I kind of limited options. we're going to have another one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> As we're still being serenaded in the background.
0: Right, right. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. I'll see you next week. We get to talk about mindsets. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, folks. Thank you for being part of this series as we really talk about how money works. And Next week, we get to jump into more of the mindset discussion, more of the the internal workings that affect our relationship with money. One of the things that I talk about a lot in the free webinar I have that I really encourage you to go check out if you have not done so at freedommoneycoach.com slash training. This webinar is extremely powerful in the... um. The stories that I have have experienced, the lessons that I have learned, what I have gone through and how I now walk clients through achieving financial freedom, three secrets that not many people know about, that not many people have discovered and are implementing consistently on a daily, monthly, yearly basis. So join me for that training. Sign up at freedommoneycoach.com slash training. Folks, thank you so much for being part of this conversation, for being part of our listening audience. Please leave a review. Let us know how you think we're doing, what you want to hear talked about in the show more. we love to see those responses. And we will see you again on next week's show.